And I'm glad we get to hang out together today. We're still considering and talking about all this. Well, until we run out of the book of Hebrews, we're talking about the object of our faith. And what's really, what's been fun for me in a way is, is that as we get into the, the more specific outline of Hebrews, I come across those passages like today that I just preached in October. Uh, and, and reminding myself of the things that, 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 that I talked about in October. And, and then last year, as we were talking about our, our discipline and our faith and the disciplines of our faith and those kind of things, I, I, I kind of looked back and I thought, you know what? I, there comes the birthday girl. <laughs> Let's sing to her. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Don't often get interrupted. Well, I do. Oftentimes I get interrupted when I'm saying something. So now, anyway, all right. Uh, but yeah, I look back over the outlines from last year and realized how many times I preached on a topic such as pay attention. Who are you listening to? Who do you trust? Well, guess what we're going to talk about today? <laughs> Pay attention. Who do you listen to and who do you trust? All right? So that's where we're going today. Uh, and I just want you to know it because what we're talking about all throughout the book of Hebrews is Jesus. Our, our concentration, our focus, our priority is going to be to really consider Jesus and what God has accomplished in salvation and that Jesus is not merely what we would refer to as the object of our faith. He is our faith. It's where we devote ourselves and, 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 and where we find our identity. I asked last week, when people see you, do they see Jesus? See, that's a question we need to answer every day every day of our lives. So let's read uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And I love it that it starts up, for this reason. You know, anytime you see a phrase like that, you go, for what reason? All right, so for this reason, we must pay attention. I circled it. We must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. For if the message spoken through angels was legally binding and every transgression of disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? <clears throat> this salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord and it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders and various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. Pray with me, all righty? Father, we bow and thank you. Thank you for your word and thank you, God, that uh, <laughs> in repetition, we get reminded of the things that you've said. God, the things that uh, you have made important to us. God, it becomes our task to pay attention. It becomes our task to, to concentrate and focus on the things that have meaning, the things that are important. When the world around us is, is screaming and making so much noise and trying, to, trying to, to, to lead us down a path of destruction, Father, thank you that you call to us you speak our name. You draw us near. So God, help us to draw near today. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
I remember sharing this passage back in October, and I told y'all the story about my last surfing excursion. How many of you remember that? Yeah, right? It was the one where I drifted. I drifted away. I drifted from the shore. I drifted from, from friends. I, I, I drifted. And only to turn around and look back and see the shore was like houses this big. And I was like, woo uh, this surfboard is not a cruise ship. So I need to get back close to the shore. But when we consider this passage, these four verses, um, I, I, I see this as, as kind of one of those pivot passage in, the, in, in, in what God is trying to share with us and show us in the book of Hebrews. Because we start out with four verses in the beginning that kind of hold to a context of, of, you know, that God spoke through prophets. And in these last days, he spoke through his son. And his son is not simply son, but he's heir and king. And, and he is the creator and the sustainer and and we, we find out so much in those just two little verses in chapter one that tell us who Jesus is and then we find this comparison of of the message that God preached throughout the Old Testament through prophets and angels and and what he has spoken through his son Jesus and why that's a priority why is it that what God has said through the son what the father and the son the Holy Spirit what did what the communication that God gives to us. Folks, I grew up in church, okay? Yeah, I use the word church. Some of you know that comes rare to me. I grew up in church. I remember sitting where you sit. Matter of fact, I sat on the back row of the balcony when I was a teenager because that's where I could rest my head and fall asleep. My parents couldn't tell from the choir loft. Just so you know. But what does that speak? That means, that means I'm up there not doing what? Paying attention. You know, this is an incredible gift we have to be able to, to study God's Word, to come together as the body of Christ and to be able to study God's Word together and consider those things that God considers important for us. And how easy is it for us to, to, to come in and sit for a and, and, and we've, had, we've had a lot of new folks come and visit with us over the last few weeks. And, and that's cool. And, and I love it. I just tell folks, if you gather, you're the gathering. So welcome. Act like you've been here all along. Nobody will know the difference. Right? I mean, y'all know that. And so, you know, I, I, we get done in an hour. You know, it just moves very quickly around here. 8.10 till a little after 9, and then we come back at 9.25 till almost 10.30, and then 10.40 to 11.50, and, and, and 11.50. I mean, we get a lot done, right? And and I have people a lot of times that, you know, I I I, I meet and I talk to and I go, all right, well, and, and, and sometimes we talk about what, what's in the message, what, what's in the text, what the Bible says, what, what God wants us to hear. And then sometimes the conversation just goes completely to whether or not the 49ers got a coach or I don't know. I'm trying not to pay attention to some of that stuff. But you see what I mean? We, we can be distracted by, by the volume, and I don't mean the loudness. I mean the amount of, of stuff that goes on in the world around us, and, and it just draws our attention away. When what God is saying to us is pay attention to what's important. 
Pay attention to the priorities. See, we, we, we live in such a, the word's affluent. I mean, we look around our culture and, 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 and this nation, we go, wow, all the stuff. People who come here from other places go, wow, all the stuff, right? It's very easy for us to be distracted by the stuff or, or to be distracted, quite honestly, just by the conversation that's going on. You know, I, I purposely every Sunday morning, just to see what's in the news, I'll flip through headlines on this app that I have. And I just flip through the headlines just to see what the general news population is talking about. Right? All right. Y'all ready for the next illness? Because they're talking about it. Just so you know. Y'all ready to watch men swim in the Women's Olympics? It's going to court. You see, if you just read the headlines, you sit there and go, I mean, in, in Christ, when we follow Jesus, we read the headlines and go, oh my, right? Or do we read the headlines and then that becomes our conversation rather than Jesus is the center of my being. He is the focus of who I am. You see, what do you shout in your community? What do you talk about when you have the opportunity to talk about it? For this reason, this is what, what the writer is referring to here, because if you go back to the back, we've talked about Jesus the Son being the, the, the last day's message of God, that it's through the Son that God has spoken and delivered the message of the good news, the gospel, eternal life and salvation. The angels and the prophets are the ones who communicated the covenant of the Old Testament, but, but, but they're just messengers. Uh, they're not the Son. You know, we, we, we live in a time in, 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 and we'll call it in certain faith traditions where all of a sudden, man, if you can claim the name prophet, man, you get a pedestal. Be careful. So when I look at this thing, I'm going, all right, what are we doing? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? So, so that last verse of chapter 1, verse 14 right there, is talking about the angels, right? And the prophets. Because what we're about to focus on and understand what God wants us to hear more than all of that. Now, I want to use this comparison. You ready? What we do in this hour this morning is more important that you hear and pay attention than all of that you might read in the newspaper, than all of that you might watch on the television, than all of that conversation you might have around the, what is it now? It's not, they don't have them bottles of water anymore. So, I mean, what the water cooler, I don't know. But what we talk about in these next 20 minutes is more important than anything you can hear going on outside the walls all right because that's what he says he says the angels even are they not just ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation for this reason we need to make sure we're the ones inheriting salvation folks that's why there's a warning here that's why there's a warning. Don't miss out on the salvation. That's the point of today's message. Don't miss it. Don't get distracted by the noise. Don't get drawn in or, 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 or pulled 
pull into the cultural conversation that's debating what God has already said is false. Because it's going on out there, y'all. For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard. That's the gospel. Now, because we're going to get to that in this text. So that we will not drift away. It's really easy for us to walk out of this room when we've paid very close and specific attention to what God is saying in his word. And then get outside of here when we're, we're you know, this is kind of like a stewing pot. You know, we love each other. We hug each other's necks. We shake hands. We welcome people. Man, this is, this is a place where it just, it just kind of just keeps folding over and folding over. That we want to be about Jesus. We want to talk about Jesus. We want to love Jesus. We want to love each other. And it just keeps, we just, we're going to remind you of that. But there's a message that the world needs to hear. But there's a message that if we're not paying attention to it, we'll get distracted by the world. I don't want to drift away from that. When I walk out of here, what should I be talking about? Should be talking about Jesus. The world needs Jesus. I've told this story before because it's always funny to me. I, I went to seminary. Now, my, my uh, upper education theological training took place in New Orleans, Louisiana. And every time I tell people that, they go, What? New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. It's on Gentilly Boulevard down in New Orleans. and It's all right. I, I had a, a, a great education, made a lot of friends there. But, you know, I enjoy music of all kinds, right? And so jazz music's pretty cool to me. And when you got those street bands playing down in the historical district here, French Quarter, um, I'd go and listen down there in the French Quarter, and I'd, I'd just be listening to music and stuff. One day, one day I was standing there listening to music, and this guy kind of—and this was back in the old days, so it wasn't quite as dangerous as it is now. But this guy kind of got up beside me, and he goes, "Cocaine," and I went, "Jesus!" <laughs> Man, he was gone. I mean, I looked up, that dude was gone. You see, that's the message the world needs to hear. Jesus. Quite honestly, folks, when we allow ourselves to be drawn into, what, argument? Debate? Over things that the Bible has already said is decided. When we get, when we get drawn into that, folks, that's distraction. I mean, I'm not going to sit out. All right, so some of y'all can get mad about this. You want to, but remember, you got to forgive me. I'm not going to sit out and have a debate whether a man's a woman and a woman's a man. I'm not, because God already said what is and what isn't. I'm not going to have that debate with you. Don't invite me out there to say, well, psychologists say. Because I'm going to say, yeah, but God said. Well, the culture says, well, God said, I'm just not going to do it. And then I'll just grin at you and go, because I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Because I'm going to pay attention to what God has said first before I listen to all that trash. And yes, you heard me call it trash. 
For if the message spoken through angels was legally binding. Now understand, what is he saying there? Uh, what he's saying there is the legally binding, this justice system of God means, is that the message, the covenant that God established with his people throughout the Old Testament was legally binding, meaning punishable by death if broken. You understand, that's what he's saying right there. Because then he goes on to say, and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment. How will we escape if we neglect or ignore such a great salvation or the, the, the message of God's salvation that he has presented to us through his son Jesus? If the prophets and angels' message was legally binding and punishable by death, then what happens if we ignore what Jesus said? See, we got greater promise in the new covenant than they actually realized in the old covenant. But guess what? There's also a greater punishment in the new covenant because what the new covenant punishment is is spiritual death. Remember when... Remember the, the encouragement? Don't fear those who can merely kill the body. Fear the one who can take the soul. This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord. See? What have we heard? Pay attention all the more to what we have heard. What have we heard? We've heard what Jesus came preaching. We've heard the good news. We've heard the gospel. We've heard the kingdom. We've heard heaven. We've heard salvation through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and victory through the resurrection. You see? And to minimize that, or, or, or to somehow make that a, just one in the list of priorities of our lives, folks, is to neglect this great salvation. Christ preached it. And then the writer goes on saying, it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. And, 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 and what that's referring to is that as Christ preached, the apostles went out preaching, delivering the message that Christ had delivered. I always loved that, uh, you know, that when I was coming through school and everything, everybody talked about Josh McDowell. Josh McDowell wrote a book. Um, it was a little evangelism book, and, and chapter 3 or 4 was entitled, Lord, Liar, or Lunatic. Jesus is either the Lord, who he says he is, or he lied, or he's just crazy. See, by faith, we trust him as Lord. Now we've got, you know, I've been using this idea that God is making his case uh, for the Messiah to the Hebrew people through the book of Hebrews. And, 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 and some of you know Strobel's book, The Case for Christ. They made it into a movie. You see, it's interesting to me that those who are diametrically opposed to the message of the gospel undertake to disprove the gospel and then all of a sudden we have this incredible transformation that takes place they're trying to prove that jesus wasn't who he said he was and then all of a sudden they're like oh no i'm following jesus right see the world we live in wants to deny christ the world we live in doesn't want to submit and surrender to the authority that god has over us they don't want anybody to be able to tell them what they can and can't do 
But God's called us to surrender to him. There's a message that God's preached. There's confirmation of the message through the folks who have preached it. And then God added his own proof. This is the one that, 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 that a lot of times, you know, I mean, I grew up in the 70s and went to college in the 80s. And, and I remember the TV, TV preacher guys, right? I <laughs> see some of you going to get mad now for sure. But uh, you remember those guys that got a lot of attention because they could do miracles. Do you know they're not the ones doing the miracle? God's the one that does the supernatural. Not mankind. Don't get, don't get distracted by the man. See, that's the caution. God confirmed his own message, testified to the message of the gospel by signs and wonders and various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. Not my will. I can't just choose. Okay, let's do a miracle. I can't do that. Only God does that. God's the one that has proven himself over and over again. See? So let's talk about it a minute. You know? I mean, think about it. What are some of the things we talk about? I mean, think of the things that are important to you. Do you talk? All right, parents, do you talk about your children? Of course you do. Man, I'm proud. I don't got one, but I'm proud. Do, well, what else do we talk about? Do we talk about, I, I mentioned several weeks ago, flower bed, even though I don't have any. I mean, I did, but not really. I don't, you know what? If it doesn't live, it ain't my fault. <laughs> we talk about the things we do. We talk about the things we produce. We, we, we talk about our activities and our hobbies and, and, and we talk about where we've been and, and we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about our teams and, and, and we talk about our, our, our workplace and, and we talk about all that stuff. And quite honestly, talking about those things is not wrong. It's not sin to talk about those things unless you get into what the Bible calls coarse jesting because that becomes sin. But folks, do we talk about those things more or less than we talk about Jesus? You see? Wow. Does the world need to know? And I'll be honest. Let, let, let's go ahead and say this. Does the world need to know how great your kids are? See, I'm being offensive now, right? Go ahead. Y'all can admit it. I, I am offending you. Here you go. <laughs> I, I'll even be more offensive. There's a statement that, that a few folks throughout my these 40 years of ministry that when people say it, I cut them off. Now, see, I'm warning y'all, so don't ever say this to me because I'm going to cut you off when you do. They'll come up and say, oh, you, you'll appreciate this. And I go, how do you know? You don't know if I'll appreciate it or not. Right? Maybe what you're about to share with me is something God wanted you to know for your sake, for you. And you need to pay attention to it, and you need to act on it. But you come up and say, well, you'll that, there was a fellow that used to, everything he said to me, he prefaced it with those words. And I finally told him, I go, well, no, not that one. I don't appreciate that one. Sorry. 
See, here's the point. The point is, is we need to find a way to talk about Jesus everywhere that we are, in our lives, in our daily walk. We need to be able to, we need to find a way to talk about Jesus with, with what, our coworkers, our neighbors, our family. I tell you what, that's the one that, that, that really troubles me on a lot of occasions is because I have people who will say, you know, the hardest people to talk about Jesus with is your family. I always go, okay, let's find out why. Do you live it in front of them? Or do they see something else? Okay, now he's gone to meddling. Right? See, if we're living Jesus in front of our family and our co-workers and our friends and our neighborhood and, and wherever we are, then, then that is the stepping stone to be able to talk about Jesus. Live it out. And then you get to tell people why you live that way. We must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. God has given us salvation. Jesus preached the message. The apostles preached the message. God testified to the message. We've got to deliver the message. Okay? Don't miss it. Don't miss the salvation that God's given to you and the fact that he wants you to give it away. Give Jesus to the people in your life. Give Jesus to the people you run into. Okay? If you don't know Jesus, meet him this morning. We'll introduce you. You need Jesus more than you need anything else in your life. You need Jesus. Okay? Pray with me. Father, I thank you for today and thank you for what you're accomplishing and what you're doing. I thank you, God, that, that there is a very clear warning in this passage right here. God, God, you're warning us that there are consequences to neglecting our salvation. God, help us to live it. God, help us to talk about it. God, help us to share it with other people. God, I thank you for every person in this room this morning. I thank you for, for, for those who are, are listening and paying attention. I thank you, God, that as we leave here, we leave with a commission to go share good news with a world that needs it. So, God, help us not to be neglectful of what you've done in us and for us and help us to go share it with others. Jesus shared it. The apostles took it and shared it. People of the first century took it and shared it. The writer of Hebrews explained it for us by, by, by your own words, God. So God, help us to pay attention. Help us to live it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.